Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, welcome back to another episode. It feels good to be on here. We've had a rough week um, this past week in Texas with this historic winter storm. And luckily, we um, never lost electricity. Um, we only had one pipe burst or one one issue with our water and only one of our pipes froze. And so we came out pretty lucky. Um, so as much as I do like the snow, I am glad that the sun's out and that we're getting back to a normal routine more than anything. That's what I was, I, I bet a lot of you guys felt like this. Like last week, if you were in the middle of all this, like your, your routine got thrown off, right? And so... I've noticed whenever that happens for me, that is the catalyst to me wanting to eat like crab and not really take care of myself in a sense. And it's just because, you know, we're off our routine. Routines really do matter. So it feels good to be in the gym, really working out, getting back to a routine. And I hope that you are doing the same. So today's podcast, I wanted to talk to you guys about eating out with macro counting and some tips. I want to share with you six tips that are going to help you to not only have the right mindset for eating out with macro counting, but to get better results. Because one of the best things about macro counting is that you have that food freedom and flexibility that if you want to go eat out, you can. You can make it work into your macros. Um, And so it's important to understand how to do that. And not only that, but have the right mindset because A lot of women, including myself, before I did macro counting, I had this mindset that was self-sabotaging when I went out to eat. I was so restrictive all the time that when I went out to eat, I would eat so much and I would hurt my, like, it would hurt my stomach. Like, I would overdo it. I was like, it was like the last supper. (laughs) Like, I was treating it like that. And so I would overindulge. So I want to share with you part of some of the tips that I'm going to share with you guys is how do we get a better mindset around eating out? Because when you do have a macro counting lifestyle, there's no restrictions, right? There's not like you can never have that food again. It's like, okay, well, we can have it, but we're going to have it in moderation and a portion that is going to fit for your goals, right? And your macros for that day. So let's go ahead and jump in. So the six tips that I'm going to share with you guys, the first one is is really like, duh, right? Like plan ahead (laughs) whenever you're going to go eat out. It's that simple, but it makes a big difference. The same thing like when we're macro counting, if you want to have a macro counting lifestyle, it's really good to have like a meal planning system because it makes it easier to macro count when we know what we're going to make ahead of time, at least for our main meals. Um, If you are somebody that has started macro counting or thinking about starting macro counting, you're wondering like, what are those foundational things? What are those things that are going to really set me up for success? Am I really ready for macro counting? Then you're going to want to go ahead and get my free guide that's going to help you uh, figure that out with five easy questions. And it's, uh, you just go to www.mom.com or www.mom is the new strong.com. 
forward slash get started and you'll get to that guide and it'll really help you get started on uh, really realizing like what are those first fundamental things and one of those things really is meal planning really having that consistency around food and so if the same thing like if we're going to go out to eat we want to plan ahead what we're going to eat and sometimes like if you're like me and you live in a small town in the middle of nowhere texas um you probably don't have, you have like a lot of mom and pop restaurants, right? So they might not be on um, my fitness pal, but what you do is you just search for the the closest thing. Like say I'm going to go eat out and I'm going to have Mexican food because that's what we usually eat when we're going to go eat out. Then um, I'm going to search things like Taco Casa or Chewy's or I'm like trying to think like think of mainstream uh, Mexican restaurants and then just pick similar items to that. Like if I'm having like uh, verde enchiladas, like I'm going to find that somewhere else. Right. So just do the best you can. It It's really impossible to be 100 percent accurate when you're eating out because you don't have control over how you're cooking that food. Or, you know, so that's that the thing is just to get the best possible that you can do. And the thing is, like, this is supposed to be um, something that's not something you normally do. Right. Like if you're going to eat out with macros and it's like, you know, you're doing it like once a week, two times a week, like it's okay that it's not it's going to be a little off. Like it'll be fine (laughs) unless you're trying to be in a bikini competition. Like you don't have to have everything down to the gram and have everything perfect. So it's okay. You can have some room for error and you're still going to get great results and you're still sticking to your macro goals. So that would be the first thing that I would really recommend is trying to plan ahead as much as possible if you know you're gonna go eat out you know like most of us do especially for moms that's like a big occasion to go eat out (laughs) we don't do that often either so it's like when we do it's like yeah like it's like I'm looking forward to it for that whole day so um so try to plan ahead try to figure out and the next thing that tip that I have is don't always assume a salad is a better choice Um, I learned this quickly when I started macro counting, it started really changing the way that I view food because I used to have a very black and white view about food. It was either healthy or unhealthy. It was either good or bad. And I labeled food a lot like that. But when I started realizing all food has macros and then I was able to see like the calorie count and the macros in food, I started realizing like, wow, like this salad that I've been eating when I eat out and I think I'm doing good has a way more calories, way too many fats than if I was just to have a steak with like mashed potatoes and broccoli. You know, I would have that would have been a better choice for me. So once again, this is going to go to planning ahead of time when you go and you start looking at things, you start um, figuring all this stuff out. Don't always assume that the salad's a better choice. And I really recommend if you don't like salads, don't get a freaking salad. Like if you're going to go eat out and you don't eat out that often, that is like once again going back to the why, why macro counting is something that you can is is a lifestyle right it's something that you can keep doing because it's freaking realistic it allows you to have that flexibility to um to make it realistic to keep up doing that if it was something that was extremely restrictive then that's just not a long-term approach. And we've seen that. If we've done diets that have failed in the past, I bet you if you were to think back, a lot of it is because it was just too restrictive. It didn't work for your life. It, it just became started becoming inconvenience. And then we have to realize that food is just a part of of us, right? It's a part of our society. It's a part of tradition. It's a part of like how we celebrate like food matters that we can't get around that. And so with macro counting, you can have that flexibility where it still feels like, okay, like I'm still living my life. 
right? So if you are somebody that doesn't like freaking eating salads, then don't freaking choose a salad when you go out to eat. But also, like I said, I like salads. So sometimes I will choose a salad, but I always like, like I said, I like to look ahead of time and, and see, figure out what I'm going to eat based on um, what the macros are. Like, what do I have left? And of course, like I leave room for that. It's still not going to completely take what I have. What it might do is it, it might be a give and take on things. And that's going to lead me to tip number three, which is to set healthy boundaries. So like for myself, a good example of that is when I go out to eat, I um, I will choose like an appetizer or dessert. Like I usually don't do both, right? And if I get something fried for an appetizer, then I'm not going to get something fried for dinner. The whole point about having a healthy boundary set whenever you go out to eat is that you don't overindulge to the point where you make yourself sick, where you binge. Essentially, that's a binging and that's not healthy. That's not a healthy thing to do around food. You want to be able to feel satisfied but not leave feeling guilty and bad about like losing control around food. So ahead of time, I find it helpful to kind of set some healthy boundaries. Like once again, this even goes back to planning ahead of time, kind of what you're going to eat, what you're going to do, but being flexible in that method as well. So by setting healthy boundaries, it's giving you that flexibility within um, control so you don't binge and you don't overdo it to the point where you make yourself feel sick. And so you think about what that means for you. Maybe you're somebody that likes dessert. So make sure that might mean you're like, okay, well, I'm probably going to skip appetizers. I want to light on appetizers. Maybe I'll go out. Uh, maybe for dinner, I'm not going to go out, out out for like my entree. I'm going to eat something fairly healthy. And then I'm going to like overindulge for dessert. Like that's going to be my thing, right? It's not like you're going to pick, oh, I'm going to pick fried. I'm going to eat as much as I can fried appetizers. Then I'm going to get fried dinner, like whatever with the most sauce and everything on it and then I'm gonna get like dessert like no like we need to have some type of healthy boundaries and um realizing and and this kind of leads into tip number number four is don't eat like it's the last supper it's not the last supper so don't eat like it right so we need to get out of that restrictive mindset of like I restrict 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 and now I'm just gonna like free all binge right and so This is why it's also I feel it's important that even during the week, like if there's something that you're just craving and you really want, just have a little bit of it if you can. Right. And it's fine. Like make it work in your macros. If that's something you're craving and you can't get it out of your mind, (laughs) just have a little bit about it. You don't want to. The whole point is you don't want to restrict all the time and feel like you're super restricted so that when you do go out and eat, you're just going to binge. And so we need to start realizing when we go out to eat, like, it's okay, it's cool. Like, this is going to happen again. Like, I'm going to have food. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be able to eat this again and not treat it like it's the last supper. And then the next thing that I have is to prioritize high protein and low carbs and fat for the rest of the day. So what this means is, for I'll use some examples here. So this is what I usually do. If I know I'm going to go eat out, it's usually going to be dinner. Most of us, when we eat out, it's going to be dinner, right? Especially on the weekends. And what I will do is I might fast for breakfast. I don't recommend this if you have blood sugar issues, you have diabetes, don't fast. But if you are okay, you're healthy, you can fast. Like, it's okay to fast every once in a while. I don't recommend it on days you're going to go train. Like, I don't recommend to go fast before you're going to go work out. But on the weekends, they're usually, for me, sometimes they're my off days, right? Like, Sunday's usually an off day for me. So I might fast that day if we're going to go eat out. And then um, I'll have, like, a protein shake and something light, maybe a piece of fruit. I don't know, something light. 
and I will save majority of my calories for the day for dinner. Now, I don't starve myself. Like I said, I might skip breakfast and then I might eat like a light lunch. I might eat chicken and vegetables. I might eat like, like I said, a protein shake. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to starve myself to the point where when I do go out and eat, I'm going to like be ravished and I just want to like eat everything in sight, right? Once again, kind of having that healthy boundaries, having that healthy mindset where we're not going to binge. Um, and then if I'm like, ha- if, if we're eating a late dinner and I start to get hungry before then I'm going to have a, a protein bar. So it's just eating lighter and prioritizing eating, eating things that are higher in protein and lower in carbs and fats. And you really want to save your carbs and fats for when you go out to eat, right? And another thing, so say if you do all that and you do go to dinner and then you overeat because it happens, right? Like it maybe it, you're freaking human. So you overeat. The other option that you have, this is my last tip, is that you can borrow calories from the next day. And people are like, wait, what? I can borrow calories. It doesn't mean that, okay, the next day, like, you know, you those calories have to be accounted for is what I'm saying. So if you went over 300 calories, you can borrow 300 calories the next day. And I don't recommend this if you have like more than 500 calories or something that you you overdid it, right? Like you really overdid it. It's okay. Forgive yourself. Move on. Tomorrow's a new day. But if you just went over a couple of calories, you can go ahead and borrow them for the next couple of days. Really, when you're looking at macros, you can look at macros in a whole week, right? So this is how carb cycling works. Like you can look at your macros for a whole week, take those calories, and you can allocate them however you want, right? And if... For example, if I was to borrow calories from the next day, I'm not going to borrow them for protein. They're going to be borrowed from fats and carbs. You never, you always want to hit your protein goal. You always want to be eating higher protein. So, of course, you're going to borrow those calories from your carbs and fats. So it just means the next day you might, you're going to eat a little bit less carbs and fats if you want. That is that is another strategy that you can take. Um, some other things that I didn't put in here that I'm thinking about right now is you can even schedule a heavy workout day on a day that you go and eat out. That's not really typical. Like, I don't do that. Like, I don't, not really. Like, maybe Saturdays I do work out. Maybe Saturdays I go out to eat that night. But I'm not going really in the mindset of like, oh, I need to work out as hard as I can because I have to earn this dinner tonight. It doesn't work out like that. But if you overdid it, um, even like going for a walk, getting some like cardio in, getting something that makes you feel a little bit better and kind of balances out, not the energy part, like the calories part, it's okay. Like, you know, when, when going overboard one day, if you don't do it all the time, it's not going to ruin anything. Um, but just to make yourself feel better, that's something you can do. And I want to remind you guys that there is 3,500 calories and a pound of fat. So really think about that whenever you step on the scale after going out to eat and you think, oh crap, I just gained like five pounds. Like, nah, you didn't. Like think about how much calories you would have to eat to gain that much weight overnight. What it is, it's, 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 you're holding water. You're, you're retaining water because you probably ate more carbs than what your body's used to. So now your body's retaining more water weight because for every gram of carbs you eat, your body retains about three grams of water. So really keep that in mind. Um, once you get back to your normal eating, you'll start to see over the next couple of days that that water weight will fluctuate itself out. So if you're somebody that struggles mindset wise with the scale after you eat, just don't, after you go out and eat, don't even weigh yourself. 
just don't even do it. Like, don't even put yourself in that headspace because we don't ever want to put ourselves where we feel guilty about eating out or we feel guilty about what we what we ate because what that does is that puts us in a mindset, a negative space, right? It puts us in a negative mindset. And then we start to beat ourselves up. And what happens when we start to beat ourselves up is we disempower ourselves to make better choices for ourselves. So then we start making more bad choices, right? And it becomes like this cycle that we fall into one bad choice after another bad choice because we feel like shit, right? When you feel like shit, you make other decisions like that are aligned with feeling like shit. And so we don't want to get into that place. So whatever happens when you go out to eat, right? Like I'm giving you these tips. Like this is all like, yeah, in a perfect world, right? But you're human, And stuff's going to happen and you're going to overeat sometimes. It happens, especially for me. If I'm like about to start my period and my hormones are going crazy, it's really hard for me not to overeat things. So you know what? It happens and then you move on, right? You give give yourself that grace and tell yourself, okay, you know what? The way I, I look at it is like this isn't all the time. I don't do this all the time. Like it's not a problem. It happens. Move on. Like tomorrow is a new day. Like if anything, I'm like, okay, I just really carb loaded for tomorrow's workout. So I'm going to be able to push even harder because of all the extra carbs. Like I tell my, you know, you you mentally tell yourself these things. And these are stories you tell yourself and you get to choose the stories that you tell yourself and how you how you want to feel about that. Right. You know, two women that go out to eat, both of them overindulge, right, overeat. And they can take the two experiences completely different because of the stories that they're telling themselves in in their head. That's everything. What you tell yourself is everything. So really think about that the next time you eat out. And yeah, so let's I'm going to recap these tips. This is actually a pretty quick podcast. Um, uh, Let me read re go over. So. The six tips for eating out with macro counting. So plan to eat ahead. I mean, plan ahead what you're going to eat, right? If you can do that, log it in to MyFitnessPal and then work the rest of your day around that, right? So more likely that's going to be eating higher protein, lower carbs, lower fats, right? Which is another tip. Tip number two, prioritize high protein and lower carbs for the rest of the day. Save your carbs and fats for eating out. So don't, but not protein, right? So we're going to eat that. We're going to want to make sure we always hit our protein, And so you can do that by maybe fasting, skipping breakfast, having a protein shake, eating uh, veggies and chicken, like keeping some simple, plain, kind of eating that for the rest of the day, saving all those calories, mostly for eating out. Um, A tip number three is it's not the last supper. So don't eat like it. Don't act like it's the last supper. Don't get into that mindset mentality or you're going to binge. Uh, number four was set healthy boundaries, right? Figure out what those healthy boundaries are for you. I gave the example of if I have a fried appetizer, I'm not going to do fried dinner, right? If I have overindulged on appetizers, I'm not going to have dessert too. Like pick and choose what works for you. I'm just not a big dessert person. So it's not a big deal if I don't have dessert, but I love savory, crunchy fried stuff. So I usually splurge on the appetizer. Um, number tip number five is don't always assume a salad is a better choice. So this goes back again to like planning ahead, right? And really picking things that you enjoy. Like you can make something work with your macros that you're going to enjoy. Don't assume, oh, I'm eating a salad. I have to eat a salad. I have to like still be good because most of the time the salads are like way over calories. (laughs) Unlike what you could have, like you're probably better off getting like tacos with corn tortillas than getting a salad. Okay. Um, and then tip number six is borrow calories from the next day. If you have to, that's kind of like a last resort. 
if you went over a lot, like if you went over more than five hundred dollars, I wouldn't do this. Maybe you can spread it out between the next couple of days. Um, but and then if you're gonna do borrowing calories, you're gonna do that thing that it's gonna be from carbs and it's going to be from fats. It's never from protein. You always want to leave your proteins alone. And you want to hit your protein the same every day, which is high, right? You always hit that high protein every day. So those are my six tips for eating out with macro counting. Um, so yeah, and I also want to tell you guys, I have put together a macro, a mini macro counting course. It's like the macro counting kickstart course. The reason I did this is because I've been bombarded lately with nutrition console people wanting their custom macros. And I, um, and those include like a one hour consult and a custom meal plan, all those things. Right. And that stuff takes time. And so what I was thinking, I was like, man, what can I do to empower women to like figure out their own macros and kickstart their own macro counting um, journey, but in a way that's like, affordable like there's no questions like if somebody can afford it or not and so what I did is I put together this little mini course and it's and it's like it's awesome really proud of it I think it's way worth way more than what I'm charging for it um it's only 47 bucks and it will show you how to do your own macros figure out your own custom macros so if your goals change what uh, and I even explained to you where what you should be focusing on what kind of macros for what kind of goals you have based on your body fat percentage it's really cool I love my macro calculator spreadsheet so you'll get access to that and then there'll be eight lessons that go over like how to use my fitness pal how to measure out food uh, more in depth about eating out how to track alcohol it also includes 30 of my macro friendly dinner recipes and those recipes are actually in my fitness pal so it makes it even easier to keep up with the food diary but also it's like now you have these recipes where you can eat healthier with your with your family because the whole point of why I started macro counting is because I wanted to I didn't want to be that mom that cooks separate dinners from their families anymore and so that was what really kind of started me getting getting me into figuring out something better and so those recipes have been everything those are very foundational and then the last thing is I share my um, four phase approach to macro counting it's called the macros for mom uh, method and it breaks down macro counting step by step into four different phases um, that are going to get you from like not never done, doing macros to like full blown macro pro because it walks you step by step through this little process that I have um, that takes out the overwhelm of trying to hit all your macros all at once, but in a way that's still going to get you really great results right from the start. So all of that is only 47 bucks in that mini course. If you want to go check it out, you want to go read more details about it, um, kind of see some of the testimonials of women that I've done macro counting, um, have done their custom macros for them. A lot of great things. It's usually body fat goes down, muscle goes up as soon as they start doing my custom macros. So you can go to www.momisthenewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. It's also be in the show notes and that's how you can um, sign up for that course, kind of read more about that course. But yes, I'm really excited to offer that to you guys. So that way now you can empower yourself to kickstart your own macro counting lifestyle. But that is all that I have for this podcast. Um, but for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now, guys. What if you could lose weight and transform your body without cooking yourself separate dinners from your family, without meal replacement shakes, or without cutting out all carbs? 
Macro counting is a lifestyle that can give you all of that and it's a diet that actually fits into your mom life, not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around. And I've been using macro counting for the past five years to stay fit and stick to my goals as well as help other moms do the same. It can truly be life-changing if you are ready for it. And that is why I put together a free, simple, and quick guide that walks you through five questions that will help you know with clarity if you are ready to start your macro county lifestyle. So go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash get started. That's mamasnewstrong.com forward slash get started or see the link in the show notes. So go and grab this guide so you can find out if you are ready to confidently start your macro county lifestyle today.